0: ielts academic or even better (laughs) academic ielts five ways to describe numbers you are now listening to the ielts podcast learn from tutors and ex-examiners who are masters of ielts preparation your host ben worthington Hello there, my friends. Right, this episode, we're going to look in detail at five useful sentence structures for you to describe your IELTS academic task one, pie chart, graph, um, whatever. So, first of all, and and I'll tell you just a quick story as well, but before we start with the quick story, I want to just uh, give you a, a quote that if you've got a pen and paper in front of you, I would write down because I think it's useful. So this is the quote, experience is not what happens to a person, it is what a person does with what happens to him. So I just modified it a little bit because the original says man. I'll say I'll say the original. Experience is not what happens to a man. It is what a man does with what happens to him. So hopefully you wrote that down and you can just turn it around and play with it because I think there's some value in there, especially when we apply it to IELTS. So basically. Um, well, I'm not going to explain it because I think you'll get more value just by working through it and trying to understand it and this will be a good exercise because you'll be uh, just moving the sentences around, understanding the meaning and it'll just be a good sort of like exercise to move the words and just get sort of like your mental muscles moving. So let's start with the... Um, the story first and then we'll jump into the five ways to describe uh, the graphs uh, basically the five ways to describe the numbers so i want to tell you about a person called uh, a woman called patty wilson you may have heard of her but she was an epileptic and she was a uh, well her father was a morning jogger every morning out there and she said that she wanted to join her dad when she was little She wanted to join her dad while she was jogging and this is even when the doctor said don't do stuff like this in case you get a seizure and all the rest of it and her dad said yeah okay let's do this Uh, if there is a seizure no problem I know how to deal with it and so they took her uh, they went running together and she really enjoyed it and then she looked in the Guinness Book of Records and she saw that the longest race a woman had done was 80 miles at this point and she decided to start breaking these guinness book of records the distances for female runners but a lot of people were saying that there's epilepsy her epilepsy was going to get in the way and going to hold her back so i'll tell you what happens at the with Patty at the end of the podcast. First let's focus on the IELTS academic. These sentences and these structures are going to introduce a lot of variety in your writing which is what you need for the grammatical range and accuracy and you are going to find it a lot easier if you write them down and then you can double check them with the podcast uh, with the actual blog afterwards and you can review and you're basically just going to increase your score significantly, especially if you get them right. So let's have a look at the first one. It's very easy, very straightforward. So we can use this for a wide variety. We can use this for line graphs, pie charts, horizontal bar charts, vertical bar charts, uh, practically all of them, except for maps maybe. actually yeah we could use it for maps and flowcharts but the first one is just starting with a number and we would say 200 units of the ice cream sold weekly are blueberry flavored or 600 units make up the ice cream sold and um, i make up the chocolate ice cream sales okay so very simple just put the number And then the units maybe, and straightforward, okay? And it might seem too simple, but do not underestimate it because what we want to show the examiner is a range. So we're going to include the simple ones and the sophisticated ones. And also the simple ones um, are usually much easier to understand. So the next method, number two, is where we're using percentages. It's similar, and we're going to use similar structures, but we would say 50% of all ice cream sold was chocolate flavored. Or we could say 33% of the ice cream sales Sorry, 33% of the ice cream sales were the vanilla flavored option. And just quite straightforward, really. And do not, like I said before, do not underestimate this. It sounds very simple, but the key here is just to have the variety in there. Is just to um, show the examiner that you're aware and try, if possible, not to avoid, uh, try to avoid using the same structures all the way through, so this is why we're going to use different ones. Also, here's another tip. If your sentence starts off with, for example, 200 units of the ice cream sold were blueberry flavored, um, it's usually good practice to keep using numbers for the rest of the sentence. So for example, 200 units of the ice cream sold were blueberry flavored, 100 were vanilla and 200 were chocolate. Full stop. We do not mix them. I mean, you can, but it's just easier to follow if we just keep one style for one sentence. So we do not say 600 units of chocolate flavored ice cream were sold, 20% were blueberry flavored and 10% were vanilla or whatever. Can you see, that's just confusing because it is hard to get to grips with those numbers. So, so far, we've got the numbers at the beginning and this is like the description. And then we'll have maybe another sentence with the percentages. Next one, we can start with phrases that begin with A. Okay, and we would say a small number of sales um, or a small number of chocolate-flavoured ice cream was sold in 1997, okay, and we can use a huge number, we can use a large group, we can use a small group, and very importantly, we can use a minority or a majority. And the minority and the majority are good for the um, pie charts, so we could say. Um, a majority of let's see um, a majority of of students preferred the chocolate flavored ice cream so some more examples we imagine we have a bar chart and a horizontal bar chart and it shows the percentages of students of languages um studied and it shows that 19% study German, 19% study Spanish, 94% study English and 23% study French. So if this was the case, we could say a minority is shown to represent those studying German, Spanish and French. We could say a very large number choose to study English according to the Eurostat uh, survey, Actually. I would, what I would do here is just move that and I would put the, a very large number at the end. So, I would say, according to the Eurostat survey, a very large number choose, uh, choose to, to study English and that just makes it a little bit easier to follow. So. That's another structure we can use. We can say a small number, a huge number, a small group, a large group, a minority, and a majority. And you can be quite flexible with this. You can start it all with a very large number or you can move it around just to improve comprehension. And according to the Eurostat survey, a very large number choose to study English okay and in other podcasts I've gone into detail why that sounds much better than the original version which was a very large number choose to study English according to the Eurostat survey anyway let's move on so the next um, two styles of phrases both begin with of with the preposition of so We can use of in two different ways. The first one can mean taken from, okay? So we can say of the research made, of the data gathered, of the observation made. So let's go back to that original horizontal bar chart, vertical bar chart, sorry, with the German, Spanish, English, and and French languages, and we can say. Of the survey conducted by Eurostat in 2015, English is the number one language studied in the world. Can you see? Or of the research made, people who studied English at 94% far outnumbered those who studied other languages. The next being only 23%, which is French. So that's how we would use the of and it's quite useful especially maybe in the introductory sentences or especially in the summary sentences. So we would say overall, comma, of the research made, English was the most popular, followed by French, and in joint last position were German and Spanish with 19% each. You see, and we've got that overall concluding a summary sentence but we've viewed we've made use of that of the research made of the survey conducted okay and these are really useful sentences because you are going to have to use that okay of the research made because it's all research it's all surveys reports this is just typical task one academic sentences next one we can use of to say out of the okay so we can say of the participants in the survey 50% preferred to study German and we'll probably use this maybe in the body paragraph I'll give you another example of the total number of participants 23% studied French or of the initial attendance blah 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 Can you see? And this is another sentence that we're 95% certain to use and we're increasing the more varied structures we have, the better chance we have of boosting our grammatical range score. One component of the grammatical range and accuracy obviously is grammatical range using a a variety of sentence structures is going to help us considerably so those are the structures i'll just give you a quick recap so the first one which using a number quite basic but very useful and like i said before do not underestimate it so we'd say 200 units of ice cream sold um weekly are blueberry flavored or 600 units of chocolate flavored ice cream were sold in 1997 or whatever we can also use percentages, 50% of ice cream sold. 30% blah, blah, blah. Next one, we used the A phrase, we start with the article, a small group shows to have taken interest in studying German, a minority decided to study Spanish, blah, 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 okay. Out of those phrases, we use a huge number, a small group, a majority, a minority, a large group or a small number. <laughs> There's lots of other ones, but those are six which would be very useful for your exam. Then the final two were the OF phrases and the first one being TAKEN FROM and this is a killer phrase that you are going to absolutely need of the research made of the data gathered. It is clear Germany was the most popular destination in 2017, okay? That's a very useful sentence and the final one was to mean um, out of the, so of the participants in the survey, um, let's see, of the total participants in the survey conducted by Eurostat in 2015, 94% is shown to be studying English or 94% study English. Okay, so those are your five useful sentence structures that you can incorporate into your academic task one description. And there's no point in just describing the graph and then finishing. You have to describe the graph and you also have to review it for errors afterwards. Go through and if you're not aware of your errors or if you think you're missing them, perhaps the best thing to do would be to get an essay, get to get your essay corrected, get some feedback and ask um, and the teacher will be able to show you where your errors are and you can do that either at my site ieltspodcast.com or another site I have which is ieltswritingtask.net and you can get your essay corrected. You can see the mistakes you're making and it's a very quick and effective way to improve. Now the final thing, um, no, two more things I want to say, if you're in a rush and you just need a simple structure to follow for describing your academic task one, a structure that will help you identify what information to choose to include. Um, a system to help you organize your thoughts and your description for your academic task one, then have a look at sentenceguide.com and it's got a whole course dedicated, especially for IELTS academic task one. Now the final thing I want to say before we finish is about the, the runner. I told you about Patty, um, Patty Wilson and the epileptic runner. Doctor said that she shouldn't be, that she shouldn't do it. Her dad started taking her on his morning runs, running side by side. She loved it. She got more involved. She got more determined. She decided to study, uh, study. (laughs) She decided to study IELTS. No, she decided to start breaking Guinness World Records. And she started off with, from Portland to Oregon, which is something like 150 and then slowly, slowly, slowly breaking them. And she just kept doing this for epilepsy. There was lots of dangers involved in case she did have a seizure, but she just carried on. She carried on running and she just pushed through in face of all the obstacles. And in the very long marathons, her dad continued running with her and her mother followed as a nurse in like a motorhome behind them and she did it eventually she did it and she pushed through and she succeeded and I'm just wanting to tell you that story because in face of any of the difficulties that we're having that if you are persistent and you're determined you will eventually get there okay have a fantastic day and any help if you need any help with your IELTS preparation, send me an email, I'll reply, tell me the situation and yeah, trust me, together we can do this and you'll be able to pass IELTS. Have a fantastic day and good luck. listening to ieltspodcast.com.